Welcome to River Radio, the voice of the Thames Valley, with myself, Rachel Tyrrell, and my guest today is Ellen Ludlow. Good morning, morning. Ellen. Good morning, Rachel. It's really lovely to have you here again with us. Um, So Ellen is from Berkshire Life Coaching, um, and we are going to be chatting this morning about a few things. We're going to be chatting about juggling the Christmas and family uh, build up, um, looking after yourself over the Christmas period and um, making it fun, making it not too stressful. Um, So um, yeah, we're going to be chatting about all those things uh, coming up on the show and um, and, and Ellen's going to help us hopefully find the solution. So, um, Ellen, just tell us a bit about yourself first. Hi, thank you so much for having me back again, Rachel. Um, so, yes, I'm, I'm a life coach with Berkshire Life Coaching and I coach busy business owners to take back control of their time and their schedule. Most business owners that I work with started their own business um, partly to try and get a better sort of work-life balance and, and be their own boss. And yet they're saying, I've never worked so long and so hard in all my life since working for myself. Um, and also your business gets to that point where you're kind of at capacity, you're doing as much as you can do and if you want to be able to carry on growing you have to start having some actual methods and systems in place to to carry on growing your business and also to take back your own work-life balance and look after yourself so that's a lot of what I work on with um, small and medium-sized business owners. And I imagine you're really busy doing that. Yes, yes. <laughs> with that. Well it's amazing though how many people say I really yes I really want to come work with you but I just got to find the time. <laughs> yeah exactly it's all yeah it's, all, it's, it's a a like bit, chicken and egg. It is isn't yeah. it the chicken and the egg. Like, I'll find like, you the time to come and work with me. Yeah, it's like they know that if they just work with you, they will get a bit more organised. But it's the, yeah, it's it's making that time. Oh, that's excellent. Okay, so um, if you have a question for Ellen while she's with us um, this morning, you can email Rachel at River Radio, um, or you can send us a tweet or message on Instagram or Facebook, all at River Radio Live. So. Um, Now, especially, you know, as a lot of small business owners, they are juggling um, and you said that you work, you know, you work a lot with women. So they're juggling family, they're juggling their small business, um, juggling running a home. And then, of course, we then have Christmas thrown into the mix and they're juggling Christmas. And it's sort of, you know, we're all aware that we want to make it this really special, lovely time um, and we don't want to make it stressful. But our stress levels go up. They do yeah, go up, don't they? Which they can do. mean that the patience goes down a little bit. And yeah. then, you you know, you're going so out of your way to make this, uh, now dare I say, perfect Christmas. Yeah. And I, I think you're going to tell us, Ellen, <laughs> that that is, it just doesn't exist. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. It is. It's that crazy time of year again with the frenzied shopping and the food buying, present wrapping, the aunties, the trees indoors, the paper hats. Um, And you're right, our culture tells us that um, Christmas is supposed to be a sort of happy, peaceful, loving time. We feel obliged to cook special meals, choose perfect gifts and present a beautiful home. And people are aiming for perfection. Um, The expectations are high, but our families aren't perfect. They're imperfect and we have trouble meeting those expectations. 
expectations and as a result as you say we get stressed and when your own stress is heightened and then that mixed with perhaps your children being maybe difficult or, or, or anxious or excited and maybe you're worried about relatives coming. Um, you know, we feel that somehow we're kind of failing as, as parents and failing to provide that, as you say, perfect Christmas experience that we're aiming for. Exactly. And I mean, when you, you know, we, we all know that we, obviously we want it to be a really lovely time, but we do have all of those other things going on. Um, you know, you mentioned a few things there, like, you know, the obviously the presence. Now, I remember years ago where I would spend literally hours of my life making the ribbons and the bows <laughs> and everything to go on the gifts because I wanted it to look really lovely under the tree. And people go, oh, yes, that's... I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I don't do that. So yeah. there's some things, aren't there, that that I think realistically we can take a, we can take that pressure off, can't we? And actually say, you know, we don't need it to look like it's um, a window out of Harrods with our presents around the bottom of the Christmas tree with all these perfect ribbons and everything, yeah. and, and take the pressure off us, can't we? Ourselves? Absolutely, absolutely, we can, and and that's one of the things that we need to kind of work on because we find that pretty difficult, and it's different things for different people. So you know, whether it's the the perfect wrapping of the presents, or whether it's to do with the food, the cooking, the decorating of the tree, the entertaining. We all have that thing that actually we're really invested in and we really want it to be that way. Mm. And one of the things that we can ask ourselves actually at this time of year is what maybe are those traditions or those aspects of getting ready for Christmas that I'm hanging on to perhaps a bit too fiercely? Mm. You know, what what could I relax about a bit? As you say, what could I let go of a bit or... um, involve others in a bit so this is again if we're talking specifically about sort of our children at Christmas and and how to help them be involved have a happy time and keep ourselves and them a bit calmer sometimes a lot of the things that we've been hanging on to we want done a certain way is there Mm. an area of Christmas where you tend to become dare I say it maybe a bit over controlling or bossy (laughs) and I know there have been areas where (laughs) I get like that (laughs) and then when you have kids you have to kind of adapt that you know to to help them so for me I have to say it's the Christmas tree over the years it's become a really big thing for me I want it decorated the way I want it you know with my special decorations and I want the color scheme the the way I say and and I find that really hard actually to to let go of a little bit and say look we want a peaceful happy time the kids are excited about decorating the tree I want to involve them and have their help and let them feel they're contributing rather than me kind of say no it has to be done this way to this color scheme yeah But that's really hard for people because we do all have those things that are part of our own sort of Christmas traditions that we're trying to hang on to. So I guess one question I would say this this Christmas is ask yourself, is there something, some aspect of Christmas that maybe you're hanging on to, clinging on to control of perhaps too much that's causing some kind of stress that you could let go of a bit, involve the kids in a bit? And um, it's interesting you saying about... um, the present wrapping for example and the ribbons something that's really interesting to do especially if you are sort of a bit of a perfectionist or aiming for perfect have have a think and rationalize okay well if that's perfect and if the other end of the scale that's you know not good enough not happy with that 
where do we meet in the middle? Where's mm. that? Where's that middle mm. ground where you are happy with it, you're pleased with it, but it's it's not that you know, like you say, going all out, spending hours of your life making the handmade ribbons. Yes. Perhaps where would that middle ground be? Yeah, and I guess if if that's something that you really enjoy doing and that's what you like to do, then then that's absolutely fine. I suppose it's also having that awareness, isn't it, of um, what what is it you genuinely enjoy and you're happy to spend that time doing. Or is it, yes, this un, this pressure to perhaps be perfect that we could actually let go of or we end up then feeling resentful mm. because that's the other, you know, that other feeling that comes up over Christmas. Well, I'm doing everything or I'm wrapping everything. I mean, as you were talking and, and you know, I thought, well, actually, you know, if, you, if your kids are old enough, why mm. not get the kids actually involved and say, we're going to have an evening and you're going to help wrap the family presents. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I, you know, we have a big extended family, so we have a lot of presents to wrap. To actually say, you know, come on, you're old enough now. Um, you help wrap the presents. Yeah. Why is there just one person doing all of that and get them involved it's it's great to get the kids really involved because again it makes them feel that they're actually making a realistic contribution that they're being valuable so what some of us again sort of tend to do is sort of oh you just you know go over there stay out the way kind of thing go do something I'm busy wrapping the presents but as you say getting them involved getting them feeling that they're really contributing um, can be a really fun part of the preparations towards Christmas and make it less stressful Um, and again it's it's helping yourself sort of manage your standards because the presents they wrap may not be wrapped to the to the standard of what you want so it's encompassing and embracing the fact that this is part of the preparation for Christmas, doing yes, it together yeah. as a family rather than you having to, to well, maintain and th- control. And that's a really key point, isn't it? It's remembering why are we doing all this? Why are it, it is so we can as a family have a lovely time or so you're creating wonderful memories for the children. And that's right, you don't really want those memories to be of mum losing it because she's gone a bit OCD and telling everybody to leave her alone so she can write, you know. So, yeah, so I suppose yeah. putting that um, objective or your aim, if you like, sort of f- um, front of mind to say, actually, this is about us perhaps sharing something as a family. Let's have one evening um, where we sit down and we wrap the presents or something and then share. I mean, what I would say is maybe... Um, mention it beforehand give your yes. kids a bit of give notice a bit I'm of thinking notice. here exactly yeah. oh, I'm going through my head right now of what I need to do with my <laughs> own children don't spring it on them when they've got into their Xbox game or they've just got on a phone call with their friends or <laughs> something like that maybe say right oh this week coming up on this evening or whatever we're going to do bloody blood blah, blah, blah. and and you know and then you could plan it a bit couldn't you so yeah, exactly um the, the other one you you touched on ellen is the tree so oh, yes. that the tree so yes, yes. this um, is my big thing now yes. <laughs> weirdly even though my family might suggest i'm slightly ocd <laughs> weirdly the christmas tree has been one of those things that i've actually always being able to let go of um, and and just say, you know, I want to have the kids help decorate that. So it always does look a bit of a mishmash. Um, apart from, I, ha- I do have to confess, apart from the year when um, my son had wanted to put tinsel on the tree uh-huh. and we'd never got tinsel and we'd gone to the Christmas shop to get with the decorations and so on and he'd bought this, you know, 
garish is that a word yes. um tinsel <laughs> yes. and I thought he was just gonna put it up in his bedroom and that's absolutely fine but he wanted to put it on the tree and uh, I, I did I have you. a little bit of a tantrum a little yeah. bit of a, a meltdown I'm ashamed to confess and I did think afterwards why on earth did I do that he just wanted to put the tinsel tinsel on the tree so I think it's going back to remembering why are we doing this and also um what I would say to um Parents out there, if your children haven't got to those older years yet, those teenage years, really embrace the fact that they want to help decorate yeah. the tree because yeah. that doesn't last forever, does it? They, they, they're kind of we we did end up um, a couple of years ago having two trees in our yeah. house yeah. and I have to say by the time the first one was finished there was all the novelty had worn off there was no interest um you know we were just left the parents left to do the second one which was absolutely fine but um but I'd say just embrace that because that doesn't last forever does it you know when they they might not want to be involved yeah no absolutely and I think it's also really important just to say um it's going to be different things for everybody but it is okay to acknowledge actually if there is a part of of your tradition that that does mean a lot to you that you do want to keep that way so there are parts that you know you can change or let go of involve the children in do differently but actually for you as well your needs matter and you might have something that's very special to you that you do want to keep a certain way and it's being gentle with yourself about that as well I think and yeah um, what you've suggested actually I know other families that do that is it's a really good thing to have more than one tree so that one can be in the family room decorated by the family yeah. and then if that's your special thing you can have um, perhaps in the room that you're entertaining in your tree done your way so, so if that was your tradition then and that's yeah. important to you and you know perhaps color coordinated or whatever it is and that's something you've always done then yeah so I yeah. suppose that would be an option I think it is it? it's respecting and, and understanding your own tradition as well rather than creating potentially more stress resentment or distress yes, by yeah. by feeling that the answer is you've got to hand over absolutely everything yes find the things that the kids want to be involved in that you want to involve them in find that happy middle ground but also yeah have some some compassion to yourself respecting your own traditions and the things that actually mean a lot to you and if you want to to do them that certain way that's fine do them that way well that's a really good point so that looking after yourself over the Christmas period so okay we we know that obviously Christmas is a lot about the children but you've just said there we also have to be kind to ourselves and look after ourselves. So let's chat about that when when we come back. Let's have a song break. Um, so we have um, Perfect by Ed Sheeran. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This, this is River Radio. Ooh. Well, now for some pop music. Try Darling, just dive right in Follow my lead I found a girl Beautiful and sweet I never knew you were the someone Waiting for me Cause we were just kids when we fell in love Not knowing what it Will not give you up this time Darling, just kiss me slow Your heart is all I own And in your eyes, your hope in mine 
on River Radio, the voice of the Thames Valley, with myself, Rachel Tyrrell, and my guest today, Ellen Ludlow from Berkshire Life Coaching. Um, We have been chatting about, in the first part of the show, about that juggle over the Christmas period with your family and your work and obviously all the extra pressures of Christmas. So if you missed that, you can listen again on podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and search for River Radio School of Parenting. And you can listen to us on your mobile app, uh, Google app, or ask Alexa to play River Radio Live, or go to our website and listen at river.radio. So Ellen, we were talking about in the first part of, uh, of the show about sort of letting go a little bit of some of those, you know, the perfect, we have perfect there by Ed Sheeran, but letting go of some of those, um, you know, things having to be perfect, maybe the Christmas tree or how 
how the presents are wrapped, those sorts of things. But at the same time, balancing that with perhaps traditions or things that actually are important to us ourselves and not totally letting it all go and yeah. just sort of being at the beck and call I guess of of our children or yeah, our families absolutely. so yeah. I mean what are some of the ways we can you know just try and be a bit more aware and look after ourselves over this festive season so I think it's a general rule of thumb for all the time but particularly maybe in this um, very busy hectic exciting time of year um, remembering that your anxiety is contagious but so is calm so if you can keep yourself calm and and chilled out relaxed and happy your kids are going to tap into that energy and and that can be contagious whereas if you're very heightened and anxious and stressed again your kids are going to pick up on that and and as you said at the beginning sometimes when you're already busy and anxious and stressed then you know throw a slightly difficult child into the mix and and it's the last straw and and perhaps patience is a little bit lacking and that's true throughout all the time anyway isn't it I mean I noticed at home if we start raising our voices then we get raised voices back and then we go raise our voices even and then it just goes on and escalates until you kind of realize as the parent actually this is a little bit out of control yeah (laughs) maybe I didn't need to have shouted (laughs) Yeah, so, and equally, yeah. if if you are responding, you know, try and give yourself that second or two to actually stop and think and be really mindful about the way you're responding, the tone of voice, the volume of voice. That as well will will help de-escalate the situation. But it's it's not easy to remember, especially when, as you say, it's a it's a busy time of year. There's all the extra expectations, often extra socialising, extra things to do with the home, the food shopping, preparing for entertaining. And for a lot of business owners, if you've got a product-based business as well, this is a really busy time of year business-wise because you're probably promoting and selling marketing a lot more of your product as well at this Mm. time of year. So carving out a little bit of time for yourself, even at this busy time of year, is actually really important. And something that comes to my mind a lot, um, for the last five years or so, I've been seeing a chiropractor. So I had really bad migraines for 17 years till I was about 36. They were not fun. And it was getting to the point where I was having them two or three times a week. And it was it was debilitating. And thank goodness I found this chiropractor. And one of the things that they said, they've really helped. I hardly get migraines anymore. Um, One of the things they said was coming up to this busy period at Christmas, don't skip your appointments don't think oh you know I need that extra hour to to do this or do that I'll cancel or skip the appointment in fact try and maybe put in an extra appointment and they said in their experience as well um you know that would sometimes be the thing that would go as as people got busy and actually that was the wrong way around to do it you need to keep that appointment and even put in perhaps an extra one to look after yourself so I know it, it feels counterintuitive at a time of year when you're so extra busy but if you can still put in that extra 30 minutes for yourself just to sit and do whatever helps you calms you down whether that's coffee with a friend or a half an hour yoga class or whatever helps you don't let this be the time of year that you ditch that self-care well, that's so true because that does happen doesn't it yeah you, you say yeah or oh, I haven't got time to go to my exercise class yeah. or I haven't got time to go out for that walk because I've got these extra things yeah. that I'm doing on top because it's Christmas and then we pile all these extra deadlines don't we on ourselves absolutely um, when when actually as you say it's mm. a time where self-care is probably more important because we do have that extra stress and I guess some of that stress we you know I'm just thinking there when you know with deadlines I mean I know for myself I can't speak for everybody but I know sometimes I put the most you know the silliest 
deadlines on myself for yeah. Christmas. Why do our houses have to be perfectly clean, detail cleaned <laughs> for Christmas? <laughs> Why is that? Why do I mean, am I the only um, female or woman or well, I'm sure men, men are the same, but kind of put silly deadlines like that on ourselves so I've got to actually sort out you know the whole of the kitchen cupboards yes it would be lovely but you've got another 11 months of the year that you could do it I don't know what it is about Christmas these deadlines yeah (laughs) well I think as well when we're perhaps having people into our home we're entertaining as you say we put these expectations on ourselves that we want to be able to be the perfect hostess we want Mm. to it comes from a place of wanting to give everybody else a lovely time which is great but it's thinking about how we do that and as you say whether actually they're going to be inspecting your kitchen cupboards for cleanliness or actually whether we're gathered there to spend time together in each other's company enjoy some food and drink together and nobody's going to be checking your kitchen cupboards they're likely to notice a lot less aren't they because you've got all the Christmas decorations up and you've got all the extra Christmas stuff we get out and they're actually not going to be running their finger along your uh, bookcase shelves are they to go oh there's a little bit of dust and if they do you don't really want them in your house do you well that's the thing (laughs) I mean that's the reality of it there are some you know some families and family members and relatives that we do we do feel are judgmental and we do worry mm. and and at this time of year perhaps it's um the, the time of year that they're going to descend upon us and visit and and we do worry about their reactions so I suppose the other part of it is being able to help um manage your reaction to their reaction you know if they are going to be judgmental if they are going to be looking to criticize it's um sort of protecting your own energy a bit and realizing that you don't have to react to that that's their problem yeah. not yours um, so so if we're doing those things looking after ourselves still you know whether it's as you said with your regular chiropractor appointments mm. or if it's um your exercise or your yoga class so definitely not giving up on those things yeah um, finding that little bit of time to help keep you calm because that will help the whole family it will help the whole proceedings <laughs> absolutely I love that idea you know just about that thinking before we you know Mm. almost I mean we do say that to children don't we we just you know just pause just maybe count to 10 or but actually I think over that Christmas period especially if you've got perhaps extra family coming and maybe it's going to be a little bit stressful um just that whole yeah what breathing counts to five before yeah. you respond yeah just take a breath just give yourself mentally even that two or three seconds before you respond and that's another thing when we're when we're trying to do two or three things at once when we're busy multitasking and then somebody speaks to us I don't know about you but I often find I've engaged mouth before brain I've answered before yes. I've thought about it so again even when we're busy doing other things it's trying to remind ourselves if somebody's talking to you or asking a question to have give, give yourself that one or two seconds to think before responding and yeah. better to have a little bit of silence than to snap somebody's head off when you're kind of in that stressful situation yeah, I think exactly. with my you know children I'm, you know I'm expecting them to see well can't you see I'm doing this or can't you see I'm doing five things at once when actually yeah. they haven't even realized or, or realized what level I suppose perhaps of stress it can get to a, a, around that holiday period so with family and that kind of thing I mean how do we look after ourselves there is it a case of just knowing what our boundaries are or just zipping up your mouth or what do we do when we've got that you know stress from those external 
factors. I think boundaries are really, really interesting. And um, some people find it easier than others to to have and keep boundaries. Uh, but it's something, luckily, that is a skill that can be learned and we can all learn it. And we all do it in different ways. And I guess part of it, again, is preempting it. If you know that you are going to be interacting with some people over Christmas that you find difficult, um, first of all, I guess it's actually facing that in advance and asking for some help and support. Um, so if you've got your spouse or other family member who actually you can chat to about the fact that you know you find this particular aunt or uncle who's coming quite difficult and and so can they be aware of that so that they've sort of got your back a bit as well and that if you excuse yourself and go to the kitchen for a couple of quiet minutes you know then you've got someone there that knows why as well and and is helping you with that and I guess it's also it's hard to remember in the moment but to to not take it personally um, which is hard to do because it feels very personal and they're in your home and it can feel like a personal Mm. attack especially when you have worked so hard to make it lovely and you want it to be a lovely time but actually what they're saying or doing is probably much more a comment on them than it is on you so just being able to try and take that step back or uh, I say you know having the shield let it bounce off the shield oh I love that (laughs) That, a protective bubble yes exactly they can say it but it's just going to bounce right off my shield (laughs) oh that's great and I think thinking about it then beforehand so it's almost identifying where you might have those moments where, yeah. n- not to expect it, I suppose. You don't, you don't want to go out there with that agenda that you're going to expect something. But if perhaps from past Christmases, yeah. um, you know, there's, there's family members that maybe push your buttons or, or, you know, perhaps don't understand the concept of boundaries, I suppose. Mm. If you've got a plan then in place and you can say, well, what can I do? Yeah, and um, and yeah. to acknowledge that that's all right. Because, again, I think lots of us are very good at kind of not acknowledge just be oh it's fine it's fine it'll be fine oh no you know I'll be fine but actually acknowledging that sometimes it's not fine because it hurts it can be hurtful and to acknowledge that no that's that's hurt my feelings in the past and just being aware of that and that it's okay for you to have those boundaries to not be spoken to in a certain way or Mm. to leave the conversation or leave the room if you need a couple of quiet minutes that again it's that sort of understanding yourself that that is okay and I suppose on that point as well, some of those things that come up at Christmas time where if we, you know, if we know from the past is it's, you know, sometimes you hear that the big debates come up, don't they? Yes. Like, and, and you kind of think, why? Yeah. Why does that happen at Christmas? Why again? <laughs> why do the same family yeah. conversations got all the same debates or the same discussions? And I suppose, you know, from what you've been saying, it's remembering that. I guess ultimately we can what control how we respond can't we exactly and we have every right to take ourselves out of that conversation if we don't want to be there and again um something we talked about last time I was in Rachel um was the ways in which we spend our time with our kids and one really powerful way that we can give our children our time and attention is to go and sort of get involved in what they're doing rather than involve them in our world and what we're doing Mm. go and see what game they're playing or what they're doing and go and spend a bit of time in their world learning from them so do you know know what if the Christmas afternoon conversation is getting stressful and you don't want to be part of that debate maybe go and spend some time with the kids see what Mm. they're doing play a board game or a card game or you know explore their new gifts with them they may not want to have you I don't know depending (laughs) on how old your kids are but spending a bit of time with them in their world on Christmas day is absolutely fine as well to sort of not have to sit around the table and be part of that big debate and hopefully you know I mean hopefully on the whole I know I'm trying to be really optimistic here but hopefully that 
doesn't obviously you know it is a stressful time for lots of people so actually we should acknowledge that it is a stressful time for lots of people but hopefully if you can look after yourself and um, maybe have some strategies in place it can it can be peaceful and obviously for lots of families it is a peaceful time and it is a chance to get together and to catch up and especially because of the year or the couple of years that we've had um, you know there's a lot of talk isn't there last year because of last Christmas that actually it's going to be so much more special but at the same time you know keeping our our expectations realistic as well just just won't it be lovely to catch up with friends and family to be together exactly to spend some time with each other in each other's company being together without putting lots of extra external pressure on ourselves to make it perfect definitely and then what about with so with with our children though how can we sort of look after them you know it's a time of excitement for them isn't it how can we be looking out for them it's a very exciting time for them bless them and I always think the autumn term feels like the longest term of the year and they've had so much going on in school as well Mm. they're probably very tired from all the extra activities and you know the build-up to Christmas and excitement with children can often be very akin to anxiety and this was a real eye-opener for me so especially if you've got children perhaps with some differences some sensory processing differences or on the autism spectrum one of my children is and the idea that for some individuals particularly perhaps autistic individuals excitement equals anxiety and when I got my head around that it was it was a real game changer because I'd been wondering why we were doing something that he was looking forward to, that mm. he wanted to do, that he was happy about, and it would still end in what I used to perceive as it would be ruined. You know, you've yes. had a meltdown, you're in meltdown, or you're having a tantrum, it would be ruined. I now know that, no, that he wasn't ruining it, and it wasn't a tantrum. He was um, having meltdown because there was just too much information, too much excitement. Okay. And and if, you, if we think about when you're excited about something, when you're happy and excited, how do you feel in your body? Do you get the sort of butterflies in your tummy? Uh, maybe you're sort of fidgety on edge mm. because you're excited for something that's going to happen. Actually, if you think about how you feel when you're anxious physically in your body there's a lot of similarities there you perhaps get the butterflies in your tummy Mm. perhaps you get the slightly sweaty palms again perhaps it's hard to stay still and and for some children that's what they're experiencing the physical sensations of anxiety even if it's something that we're saying but you should be happy you're you wanted to do this actually they're feeling very anxious and the run-up to Christmas um, can make children very excited and and quite anxious with it um And lots of things are so different, aren't they, with Christmas? So children on the autism spectrum particularly, but lots of children, depending on personality, really need routine. And at Christmas time, we're really out of routine often, aren't we, with late nights and special Mm. events. Um, Big gatherings, big parties, it's noisy, there's flashing lights often. Mm. And again, different children process things differently but if your child has some sensory processing differences they might be really struggling with a noisy room full of people and music and fairy lights possibly people that they haven't seen for a while exactly yeah it can be really overwhelming it can be an assault on the senses so one thing actually that we can all do um, for our kids is if we are having a big gathering or party or we're going to a big gathering Mm. or party see if there's somewhere quiet that if your child needs a bit of time out they can go to is there the kitchen or the study is there a a room that actually um, they could go to with a book or with their ipad if they just need a little bit of time out of that environment and again that's managing our expectation that 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 isn't naughty that isn't antisocial mm. if they're if they're in sensory overload they need that little bit of quiet time 
So that's looking after them, isn't it? Giving yeah. them some or helping them come up with some strategies that will look after them and, yeah, not be worried if they are, you know, d- doing that. And I guess that's good identification for them, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But it does take some getting used to, I think, if if you're used to sort of wanting them to know you, you know, you've come to visit, I need you to be here, I need you mm. to socialise. Actually, sometimes the best thing we can do to support them is to let them know that that's OK to take that quiet time out that they need. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think the also, you know, you touched on with, oh, you know, you've ruined it. Oh, it's meant to be a perfect family get together or perfect family day is is not taking that personally um if your child has had a meltdown or something it's it it means there's something going on doesn't it something going on for them it's not a reflection that oh no this has all been ruined it it means there's obviously something going on for them absolutely and that can be actually very hard to remember again in the moment when you're you're perhaps out you're in company or you're in public or you're at an event that you've worked very hard to to put on um, and when it's something the child wants to do and is excited about it can seem quite baffling then to parents um, when that happens when they meltdown or or as you might perceive it you know they're acting out or being difficult and it's hard in that moment to remember that despite the fact that you've worked really hard on this and they were really happy and excited about it as you say this is something that's going on inside them this is not a reflection on you or your parenting and it's not the time to be thinking oh gosh what must people think of me Mm. you know my child's behaving this way it's a time to be asking ourselves, what is my child not coping well with here why Mm. is this happening and what do they need actually at this moment from me Mm. and as you said understanding that their whole routine they're out of routine anyway Christmas you know we none of us are in a routine are we we don't all you know I always think that Christmas day and boxing day you know I always say they're the two days of the year where I don't put any washing on but you know it's not just about the, the two days of the year where I don't put any washing on they're also there's lots of other things that are very different about those days and Absolutely. so they're not you know yeah. they're not geared up for that are they no and you know how we feel even after um you know extra food different food richer food perhaps Mm. a bit more drink perhaps a bit more socializing late nights lack of sleep you know we don't feel great so the same for our children hopefully not the drink but you know different routine (laughs) lack of sleep lots of excitement um yeah so so keeping routines perhaps um on some of the Christmas days throughout the holiday if you can and I think let's get rid of that um perception as well that things have to be perfect because I think you know I I you know I know that when I was a parent of my children were a lot younger and we would go and do things or you'd have people over or you you know you just had something a bit special on and it was that thing oh it's got to be perfect or the day's got to be perfect and I learned you know I did fortunately I did learn quite quickly actually there's no such thing and actually if we have a perfect hour isn't that lovely doesn't matter if then there's a meltdown or a thing don't need to hold on to that because hey once we've got over that we might have another perfect hour exactly (laughs) a perfect day a whole day I think in family life we've actually got to be realistic it does not (laughs) exist okay so some really yeah really great ideas there and um so what we what we're going to do is we're going to have a another quick song break and then we're going to sum up those those points for you is there anything else before we're going to do a little summary for our listeners um is there anything else you've got there ellen i just wanted to mention one thing about the cooking and the food that we haven't spoken about it that also doesn't have to be perfect i think i think when when my husband and i realized actually um 
you know, especially when, again, when, you know, the second child came along or, you know, it doesn't have to just be if you've got, you know, a, a younger child. It could be for whatever reason. But actually, I don't need to, um, you know, prepare every single element of Christmas and I don't need to beat myself up that I buy my mince pies and I don't make my mince pies. I still buy my Christmas pudding. Maybe I kind of think to myself some at some point down the track, you know, you see all these posts pop up about everybody, what is it, stir up Sunday or yes. mix up Sunday? Yeah. Is that for their Christmas pudding or Christmas cake? I've got no clue because I've never done it I've I I don't beat myself up I've accepted that actually maybe in five years time I might one year make my Christmas pudding from scratch I might make a Christmas cake from scratch but at the moment it's okay that I don't do that exactly and and it's okay if our children don't want to eat all the special Christmas food that we've prepared Um, yes you know it's great to have that special Christmas food, but actually um, not limiting their options just because it's Christmas, not not yeah. perhaps giving them the choice. The other thing I quickly just wanted to touch on was the spiritual aspect of the season, mm. um, which again can be so easy to sort of forget in amongst the hustle and bustle and shopping and decorating and stress. But your children might have some questions that they want to ask, that they want to talk about that side of things. They've probably been learning about various aspects of this time of year spiritually in school. So again, it's maybe just being open to facilitate that learning have that conversation with them if they're curious about that side of this time of year and want to talk about it and also I you know and even I think irrespective of um of what religion you are or how strong your faith is that also acknowledging it that that is where Christmas came about isn't it I think it's not a bad thing for our kids to understand that actually you, you know I'm saying whatever you obviously you know obviously if you if you have a faith that that's wonderful but actually just them understanding Christmas isn't all about materialistic yes. presence yeah, there exactly. is actually a reason we have Christmas Whatever, whatever you believe, yeah. whatever your faith, yeah. religion, there is a reason that we do. Exactly. And it's not purely about writing a massive long Santa list. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> Getting those things, counting your presents or I don't know, whatever else. And actually, we don't want to create that, you know, anyway, that it's, ju- it's purely No, that it's just a material, exactly. Yeah. And, and it's great to have those conversations and to always be learning. Yeah. And I've learned some new stuff this year about different aspects of yeah. um, spirituality at this time of year in different cultures and, and mm. belief systems. And, and it's really fascinating. Yeah, a really important conversation to have. Thanks, Ellen, for that. Okay, well, let's have a song Walking away, Craig David. I thought this. I hope are you appreciating my song choices? <laughs> Sometimes you need to walk away when it all gets a little bit stressful. Windsor, Windsor, Ascot, Ascot Maidenhead, Bracknell, Wokingham, Wokingham, Henley, Henley Reading. Reading. Okay, Ta-da! the voice, River Radio of the Thames Valley.
Welcome back to River Radio School of Parenting, the voice of the Thames Valley. You're with myself, Rachel Tyrrell, and my guest today is Ellen Ludlow from Berkshire Life Coaching. It's been lovely having you on this morning again, Ellen. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been lovely being here. So we have been chatting this morning about um, juggling Christmas and family and everything that's going on, looking after yourself, making it fun and just not too stressful. And if you've missed anything, you can can um, listen again at river.radio or on podcast wherever you live uh, listen to your podcast just search for river radio and school of parenting um, you are li- you can listen to us anytime on your apple app google app or ask alexa to play river radio live and you can also listen through our website river.radio so we've covered lots of um Really valuable information, Ellen, thank you, um, on how to um, not just get through the Christmas period, but enjoy the Christmas period. We actually, you know, it's remembering it. It's it's not meant to be stressful, is no, it? It's, it's meant, meant to, be, to fun. be fun. Yeah. It is meant to be fun, not just for the kids. You know, it is, you know, it's meant to be fun for everybody. So um, now you've summed up, Ellen, top, top, top five, five tips. Top five tips that we can all keep in mind um that's going to look after us and our family and hopefully ensure that we don't get to the end of christmas and go oh thank goodness that's over so so 
What are your top five tips then? Top five tips for keeping Christmas joyous. I would say... I like that joy. Yes. (laughs) Number one, get the kids involved in the planning and preparation. I know it's a really busy time. I know there's lots of planning and prep that you need to do. But if you can get them involved in being part of that with you, you can start some new fun family traditions. Just because you've always wrapped the presents or trimmed the tree by yourself before, actually, you can start some new ways of, of traditionally doing these things with the kids and make it part of preparing together Um, but equally you know if they don't want to sit and be part of that that's fine too don't take that personally but involve them in it rather than trying to hang on to all that yourself ask for their help and get them involved in the bits that they can be involved in with you I'm sure it probably helps as well that they see how much you know for children that are a little bit older how much actually goes into Christmas yeah it's it's not just magically there is it it does take a, a lot of work and actually if they are a little bit older um, they can then hopefully appreciate that, I it guess. It does, that, you I think. Know. Yeah, I think it is good for them to see that, as you say, it doesn't just magically appear that there is work that goes into it. My whole childhood, when I was young, um, the fairies brought our Christmas tree. I never saw it appearing. I never saw it being decorated. I'd go to bed one night, and when I woke up the next day, the really? fairies, yeah, it was there fully assembled, fully decorated with some fairy dust on. So, How I, many years did your parents keep that going oh, for? About 18, I think, Rachel. No way! <laughs> brilliant idea not that I'm suggesting it but I bet they put you sent you off to bed pour themselves a glass of mulled wine and actually had quite a nice time I expect they did but again I've never heard of that yeah well it was lovely but um yeah I I I yeah, realising as an 18-year-old or as an adult that actually, yeah, you know, that there is some work that goes into it, to getting the tree, bringing oh. it in, getting the decks up, etc. So no, I think it really helps our kids to be involved in the planning and prep and, as you say, seeing that it doesn't arrive by magic always. Absolutely. <laughs> um, number two, recognise your own traditions and must-haves around Christmas because we will all have some, some that are really special and significant to us and that's okay. We're not saying, as you say, turn everything over to the kids be at their beck and call mm. you will have some things that actually you've always done it that way and you want to keep doing it that way and and that means a lot to you and that's fine and some of those traditions can be lovely to pass on as well can't they to hand mm. down to our children I remember we noticed that after you know the first few Christmases we'd go and get it was cert- it was actually certain decorations and then um, our oldest child would say, oh, yeah, well, that goes there. You always put that there. I think I might have gone to put uh, this particular wreath somewhere or garland, I think it was, somewhere else. And uh, and he was like, no, no, you that, that always goes there. Oh, that always goes lovely. there. And I thought, oh, that's OK, nice. so that's something that he's remembered. I mean, yeah. I know it was just a garland. It wasn't so much a tradition. But I guess things like that, You a lot of the time you don't even realise what they're taking in, yes, you know, of, exactly. of what you might do yeah. traditionally. Yeah. OK. And number three, then think about the things where maybe you can meet in the middle, things that maybe you have tried to keep very tight control over or you've wanted it done a certain way that's actually causing a bit of stress, causing you stress or causing stress in the family or a power struggle. So where can you maybe reduce your expectations a bit except that middle ground, that less than perfect? Yeah, so let go of the tinsel. Yes. <laughs> let it go um it's okay so yes um but and then also around things like I know certainly for me it's around things like cooking like it doesn't have to be it's like you know it's it's okay to buy that I don't have to just because it's Christmas I don't have to make everything from scratch absolutely cut yourself some slack everybody in the middle I love that one yeah yeah 
And then number four, I think remembering that excitement can equal anxiety, that the two things actually can feel very similar for adults as well as children sometimes. Things that are meant to be happy, they're still overexciting, they're still overstimulating. And so that can very quickly and easily tip into anxiety. So I guess being aware of that for yourself and being aware of that for your children and thinking how you can therefore manage your own excitement and anxiety and help manage their excitement and anxiety. Absolutely. And and thinking ahead of those things, if you can at least, I mean, I know you can't plan for every single event, but if you, if you can at least think ahead a bit, um, you know, you, you mentioned in relation to that, then you've got, you can have some plans, can't you? You've exactly. got, you know, if, um, some, you know, how are we going to cope with this? Or if it does get too much, um, you know, what, what, could we do or is there a safe place or a quiet place or something like that exactly so, it's having some you know, contingency plans I absolutely. think isn't it and it's managing your own expectations that that is okay that actually to make it a perfect party it doesn't have to be that we're all there in the room all the time doing that yes. thing that if someone yeah. needs that quiet minute or needs to do something different that that is okay yeah okay and then my last one number five Forgive yourself if you do lose your cool, <laughs> because I think with all these hints and tips and the best laid plans, probably, you know, it's still going to happen sometimes to some of us. Um, so, yeah, forgive yourself. Forgive yeah, yourself it, if you do. Under, be understanding of yourself. There, There is a lot of pressure. We are all really busy. You're trying to make it a lovely, happy time for everyone else, your family, your children. Um, so do forgive yourself if the pressure gets to you and you do um, snap or behave in a way that maybe you didn't intend to. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's not meant to be perfect. Um, yeah, I love that one. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself if it doesn't all go. And I, and I guess by forgiving ourselves, if, if we do snap or we, we are a bit anxious, um, again, you know, if we've got family around us or we've got children and they're not too young, mm. we can also talk to them about that, can't we? And say, well, you know, actually, it's because I'm still trying to do my my job. Um, I'm still trying to be a mum and, and all the other roles that we have going on in our life. And I'm trying to make it or create a really lovely Christmas time. So, you know, we can we can apologise, can't we? And, um, Absolutely. And, and that's, a, I suppose, a good model as well, isn't it, for our kids? Exactly. And that can really build connection as well, because our kids are all going to go through times in their life where again that pressure gets to them as well whether that's Christmas time whether that's GCSE time and and to see that actually nobody's perfect again um I've sort of heard recently this this phrase perfection prevents connection you know if if you're giving out the idea that you're perfect and you and you're never feeling overly stressed and you're never going to lose your cool um actually then when your kids are starting to feel overly stressed and maybe losing their cool um they they don't know what to do with that whereas actually making that connection saying oh you know I am sorry I did lose my cool a bit you know I've got a lot going on at the moment I'm sure there are times when you also feel you've got a lot going on and you feel a bit anxious again it helps build that connection that they're not the only one this happens to if it even happens to mum as well sometimes exactly Exactly, exactly. Oh, well, thank you so much, Ellen. There's some really valuable tips there. Um, So you can listen again on podcast. Um, You can go to our Facebook page and and I'll put the link there actually to our podcast because I think those five tips are just brilliant. I might write them down somewhere and stick them them on the fridge or the inside (laughs) of my handbag or something. So really great tips. Well, thank you for coming in and sharing that with our listeners. Thank you for having me. And we hope that will help, help make Christmas a little bit calmer 
I love that remembering if we're calm as well then hopefully you know it might help people around us so making things a little bit calmer um so coming up uh what what's coming up later on river radio we've got the lovely sophie comas tomorrow on let's talk business um with a a exciting guest a local business owner i'm gonna say no more than that so there we go you'll have to tune in um to listen to sophie tomorrow and you can go on to our facebook and you can see all our other presenters and shows that are coming up uh, which you can listen live to or through our website or through um, podcast and next week on the show um, i'll be chatting um, to tara from maidenhead paddleboarding and also emma kisby from um, all she likes directory so i'm really looking forward to that so um, thank you for listening we're going to finish with faith hill and there you'll be um, thank you again ellen thank you rachel Across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This, this is River Radio. Well, now for some pop music. Try this. When I think back on these times And the dreams we left behind I'll be glad cause I was blessed to get to have you in my life when I look